0: Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. My name is Keith. If we haven't met, it is an honor to serve on the Dream Team here at Blaze Church and believe God is going to do wonderful things specifically in this service and in your hearts because you're here. So today is Landmark Commitment Sunday, and we're excited for it. There's a little bit of energy in the room, a little bit of a bounce in our step. There's this joy. And so... Let me catch you up. Maybe today's your first time with us. And I want to say first, we've been expecting you. We've been waiting for you. We've been praying for you. In fact, all of this is for our King so that you might know him. And so we care so much about first-time guests and about lost people who don't know God yet. In fact, we care so much that God has given us a God-sized vision to see established in this community. I love the way that this graphic came out just right there in between the forks in Riverhead to establish a permanent expression of Jesus that will outlive us. Legacy. When you and I are no longer here, if he doesn't return before that, man, we want to make sure that there's an expression of Jesus in this community. And so we have this God-sized vision and we're calling it landmark that people might know him and For the past three weeks, we've been on a spiritual journey as a church. So for three weeks, there have been people who have been praying every day, reading scripture every day, fasting during this time, and seeking God, all culminating in this weekend, so that we might give God our best yes. And that's what we're going to do today. And today, I want to talk to you for a few moments about the truth of teamwork. Say the word teamwork. The truth of teamwork. Can I share a story with you? I'm going to do it even if you said no. So here I go. In the summer of 2018, a group of divers and cave rescue experts from around the world came together in Thailand to save a youth soccer team that was trapped deep within a cave. Does anyone remember seeing that? It was only five years ago. It made headlines. I mean, these guys were down there, 12, 12 boys and their coach entered a cave and the river started to rise and the waters came up and they could not get out. So there was an international rescue team that was assembled. This wasn't just a local team of divers from Thailand. This was an international, the best of the best. Those that had a certain gift gathered with others who had another gift in order to form a team. This operation required a level of coordination, skill, and teamwork rarely seen in cave rescue missions. Despite the odds... The divers worked tirelessly and selflessly, each contributing, hear this, their own expertise to the effort. They meticulously planned each step, shared equipment, supported one another through the perilous parts of the journey. The world watched in suspense as after days of exhausting work, the last member of the youth soccer team was brought to safety. Now hear this, this remarkable rescue story was a testament to the power of intentional teamwork, Where people from various countries and backgrounds united with a common goal, and here's the goal to save lives. Now, that'll preach itself, won't it? (laughs) They gathered with a common goal, and in that moment, the common goal was we have got to save these lives. It showcased the remarkable capacity of humans to work together, overcome adversity, and achieve the extraordinary. I wanna start off with something John Maxwell says. Coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. And working together is success. There's a coming together, there's a staying together, and there's a working together. This is phases of teamwork, this is phases of leadership. So we're coming together. Three weeks ago, we came together in a way to hear a vision with some detail, and it's all conceptual, you know that. But as much as we know, we share. And we share this vision, we come together and then we stay together. we're We're gonna, and for three weeks now we're staying together. But today is the day when we say, now we're gonna work together. Now we're going on this journey. The journey's not ending today. Today we're stepping out in faith and saying, God, for the next three years, I'm working together with the people around me. Here's today's message title. I need you and you need me. Would you say that to somebody? Go ahead and look at them and say, I need you. And now say, you need me. And now I want to add something to it. Look at them again and say, so deal with it. Just just deal with it, man. Because you got to understand in the church, and I'm going to talk to you about what that means, the body of Christ. We need each other. And hey, I'm going to offend you. You're going to offend me. But deal with it. And God's told us how in Matthew 18. I'm not going to preach it today, but he tells us what to do. We go in grace and we have a cultural value here. We talk to people. We don't what? Talk about them. You knew that. It's our value. You talk to them. Man, I got some issues with you. I got some beef with you. All right, well, let's get some hamburgers, bring some more beef in. and Let's talk. Let's go. I need you. You need me. So deal with it. Today on Landmark Sunday, we are coming together because we need each other because with a God-sized vision, there's not one person who could accomplish this. In fact, we've been saying not even a collective of people can accomplish this without God. So it's his vision, it's his word, it's his heart. And we didn't make this up. We read it in scripture. He says, go seek and save the lost. Go make disciples of lost people. So our vision here is that you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That is from the pages of scripture. We want to see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people trained, and trained people mobilized. It's it's Bible. And when it's God-sized, that means we need each other. So today I want to talk about teamwork. You went on a spiritual journey like I did for three weeks, and I thought about what my experience was like, and I wrote some words down to define it. The first word that came to my mind is the word joyful. I really did have a great time over these past three weeks. I hope you did. Our team put together prayers every day, readings every day. We were jumping on Zoom on Tuesdays. And even yesterday we were at the property again praying. And I had so much joy listening to people pray, sending over Bible verses and songs and encouraging me. I just, I was filled with joy at this. Another word I thought of was intentional. That during this time, as I read the daily reading, I was intentional to say, God, what are you saying to me? What do you, what are you calling me to in my family? Use me. It was intentional. This word came to mind, sacrificial. There was elements of sacrifice during this journey. Days of fasting. I don't know why, but it always seemed to happen on Twister Tuesdays. You know, Ralph's? <laughs> or buy one, get one Sunday, Wednesday at Carvel. I mean, you know, it's a, but I'm gonna fast this. God. I'm gonna give this up, God. There were moments where Amy and I were talking about purchasing and do we need to go out or do we need to delay that purchase? Do we say no now? So we can say yes to Landmark and then maybe say yes to that later. I mean, it's just this sacrifice mentality. This is my journey, so get your own. I'm <laughs> just talking about my journey. Practical was another word. There's a lot of practical things that happened over these three weeks for our family. We sat down with our kids. We, we showed them our budget. A nine-year-old said, this is what we give and this is what God's calling us. Like very practically sat down and said, God, what have you put in our hands and what are you saying put it back in mind now? And I think if there was one word, it would be this, the word stretching. That even the gift that God has called our family, the Indivino family to commit to over the next three years is a gift that requires stretching, faith to be stretched. And we're coming today like you are saying, God, in faith, I'm committing to what you're calling me to so that lost people might come to know you. If you remember at the start of the journey, I shared that we have a goal here and the goal is not the first step financial goal. The goal is not the building project. The goal is not anything to do with dollars. The goal was stated 100% participation. This is the goal and this remains the goal. We said three weeks ago, 100% participation on the spiritual journey, that our prayer as a lead team, those that are service trustees and pastoral leaders and the landmark lead team said, this is the goal that every person in this church would go on the journey. Because we know by going on the journey, your faith will grow. You'll trust God. You'll be in prayer and in the Bible more than you ever have. And now today, the goal is not financial. It's not about an amount. It is that every person who calls Blaze Church their home would give something in some capacity because that will stretch your faith. That's why. It's not about the amount. It's not about pressure giving. It's give something so your faith can be stretched. So today we are going to come before God with commitment cards in a few moments. I wanna acknowledge today might be your first day at Blaze Church. You might be here for the first time, someone invited you. And what I want you to know is that we've been waiting for you, preparing for you. And in fact, this landmark vision has you in mind. So as you sit here for the first time in this church, one, don't give under compulsion. This is your first time here. I'm gonna read some scripture about that. But what I want you to have is a heart of gratitude to say, wow, I can't believe there's a collective of people that would in faith sacrifice so that I would come to know Jesus. There's a prayer that King David prayed on the day when the people of Israel came together to sacrificially give so that the temple could be built. It mirrors this moment so perfectly that I just wanna read his prayer and contextualize it for us. So it says the whole assembly came together. All the people of Israel gather and David stands up and David begins to pray. And here's the prayer. It says, verse 10 of 1 Chronicles 29, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying, and when you see a word in yellow, say it nice and strong. Praise, there you go. Be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Do you know what David starts with there? Praise, adoration. In this prayer, he is gonna show us three things. He's gonna show us who God is, who we are, and what generosity is. Would you say that with me? Who God is, who we are, and what generosity is. He starts off, can I just say, we praise, well, who's God? He's from everlasting to everlasting. Do you know that your God stands outside of time? that in some way for him, time is not linear. I don't know what it is. I can't even think of a shape for it. I don't want to do it a disservice by calling it a circle. I don't know. All I know is he's from everlasting to everlasting. He's been, Revelation says, he was, he is, and he will be. I love that. That's who he is. So in some capacities, he's already at landmark. And I don't even know how that works. That's some multiverse stuff. Trying to process that. He's so good that if we would trust him in the here and now, he says, I'll get you to where I already am. I've been where you've been. I am where you are. And trust me to get you where I already am and where I'm taking you. That's who he is. Everlasting, to everlasting. It says in verse 12, wealth and honor come from you alone. For you roll over everything. Now don't, don't lose it. You still do the yellow words. Okay, here we go. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. So watch this. You thought that's your money? You thought that's your skills, your power? You thought that you somehow got yourself to where you are today in your career? No, no, no. You got the wrong view of you. You're confusing you with God. It's from him. Wealth and honor come. It's from him, power and might come. And do you know what that should do? Listen to me, that should give you such a sense of peace and liberation. Oh, you should be so filled with joy to know you don't have to carry the world on your shoulders. Cast your cares on Jesus. He's given you everything you have. He's established your steps. He has been the one who all along has been giving you wealth and honor and power and might. David's making a declaration. It's not mine, it's his. And may I never confuse, watch this, write this one down. Don't confuse ownership with management. You and I in this world are in a management position. We are not in an ownership position. Everything we have, the breath in your lungs, everything. He sustains it. It's his. You're his. And watch, you can either willingly sacrifice and willingly give to him what he's given to you, or you could be grudgingly do it. But either way, it's his will and it's his plan in our lives. I was telling someone recently, I said, this is a concept I'm trying to pull on now because God just was breathing scripture into me. I said, when you look at the redemption of Israel, there was Pharaoh and there was Moses, and both of them played a part in the redemption of Israel. Pharaoh did it unwillingly. Moses did it willingly. But they both did it. And I would just encourage you, don't let it get to ten plagues before you do it. <laughs> you don't want no frogs in your house. You don't want no flies in your house. <laughs> get fruit. Where are all these fruit flies coming from? It's like plague three. What's happening here? It's not even a season. Come on, you get to, we get to, we're commanded to. It all comes from him. So the first thing David reminds us of is who God is. It's all his. He owns it all. So what about us? Who are we? Well, David asked the question, verse 14. He says, but who am I? What a good question. Who am I? And who are my people, the Israelites, that we should be able to, what's the word? Give as generously as this. Everything comes from you. We have given you only what comes from your hand. So David goes, who am I? And he doesn't ask it in a way where he's speaking negatively about himself. He asks it with humility, with a proper self-awareness. Whoa, 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 who am I? When I've realized everything you've given and who you are, wealth, honor, power, might, who am I and who are my people that we could even give as generously as this? Because everything, God, like he's just going through this, realizing everything comes from you. In fact, I like how Eugene Peterson writes it. He says, all we're doing is giving back what we've been given from your generous hand. <laughs> yeah. Can I summarize or can God's words summarize what we're doing today? We're just giving back what came from his hand. We're just giving it back. It's on loan. In fact, it's not even about the stuff. Your life is on loan. He gives you breath for a season. David says this next in verse 15. For we are as strangers before you. Sojourners, as all our fathers were, our days on the earth are like a, what's the word? It's like a shadow and there is no abiding. David has this healthy awareness to realize my life is a shadow life. And that should humble us. It shouldn't grieve us because watch this, the believer, when you know this and you know the God who we start with, that means that you get to make the most of your shadow life. So I'm not going to go all Eeyore in this moment. I'm just a shadow. I've got no time. I could die tomorrow. No, bro. I'm a Tigger shadow. I got a pep in my step. And as long as I'm a shadow on this planet, I'm going to make the most of my shadow life. How do I do that? E-R-O-I. I invest in the direction where there's an eternal return on my investment. My time, my talent, my treasure. I'm going to invest in a way where if I get to make a legacy here, I'm going to do it. Peter writes this, I love it. Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourselves cozy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Hey, Jesus said, Pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. We, as the people of God, are introducing the world to the kingdom, but don't start focusing on temporary things. Live with an eternal mindset. So while we're in this world, Jesus says, we're not of it. We're bringing his kingdom here. And what we do today in our faith commitments is we say, I want a strong permanent expression of his kingdom on the east end of Long Island. That's how you go from being a shadow to legacy makers. You make a legacy. Say, man, if my shadow life is 80, maybe a hundred years, then I wanna know if he don't return first when I'm gone, that I made an eternal difference here. We live in such a way that we recognize eternity is real. Yes. So, you remember YOLO when that was a thing? You only live once? That's a lie. YALT. You actually live twice. Can we get that on a shirt, Miguel? I want YALT written right across my shirt. YALT, bro. What is you actually live twice. And where you spend eternity, Depends on what you do here and now as a shadow. Will you surrender to the saving work of Jesus now? Because he says, I am the resurrection and the life and all who believe in me will never perish. Even the one who dies will live forever. So y'all, guys, what are you doing with this shadow life? Are you putting it all in his hands? Man, I give it all to you, God be legacy makers. So what are we learning about God? Well, he's from everlasting to everlasting. About me, I'm a shadow with the capacity to make an eternal difference. So I need to know something about generosity. So here's David's words, the end of his prayer. Lord, our God, all this, what's the word? Abundance that we have provided for building you a temple. Because remember, that's what, we're just doing what they did. I want you to know, we didn't, we didn't just like come up with a strategy on our own. We just say, let's just think of something to do. This is God's word. <laughs> like, this is God's word. And we've had generosity coaches partnering with us and walking us through. John Maxwell Company has been with us all year saying, here's how you effectively ensure that a God-sized vision is resourced. Because wor- wouldn't the worst thing be if we have an under-resourced God-sized vision? How horrible is that to lost people? Well, we've got this big vision to reach as many people as possible. What's stopping you? <laughs> Resources. We will not be that church. So guess what we we have people who are speaking into our lives who are saying here's how you do it well with transparency with honesty with integrity we're going to get to those words it's all in the prayer But he says it's all come from your hand they did this they, that's where our blueprint came from they did it they gathered together and they recognized God's everlasting I'm a shadow and again, he's saying, everything comes from your hand. So here's, here's what we need to understand. Generosity is not just about what's in our hands. Generosity is about what's in our hearts. Have you ever met a stingy, generous person before? It's when they remind you that they paid for coffee last time. You're like, bro, don't buy me coffee ever again if that's how it's gonna be. Because what's in your hand doesn't match what's in your heart. You can give today, you can make a commitment today, but watch this, it's not about the amount. We've been saying this, this is not about money. This is about our hearts. It's about what God wants to do in us so that he can move through us. So David goes, I know my God that you test the heart and you're pleased with integrity. And if I can, for a moment, borrow the words of scripture and make them the words of your leadership team, your pastor's, your pastoral leaders, your board of trustees, your landmark team. This is our words, because we would all stand up here and say, all these things I've given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy, how willingly your people who are here have given to you. I am so proud of this church and this team because there is a level of integrity and transparency and honesty that I know, how many of you are grateful that that's the church you're in? And in fact, that's a reason why you're still here. Because you said, I came from cultures where I just didn't know. And, and I, we, have, we hear it all the time. One of the things that stands out to me the most is the level of integrity and transparency when it comes to the finances of this church. Yeah. And that's a testament to our board of trustees and how they lead. So thank you. David had that, integrity. And today, when you make a commitment, there needs to be an integrity and a willingness in your heart integrity and a willingness. And so David then says this, and we got to hear it. Oh Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Church, can I talk to you as your pastor? If I am your pastor, this is my prayer for you. Because it might even be easy today to put a card in a basket. And a year from now, the frustration grows. Are you still obeying the Lord? Do you still have a love that never changes? That's the question the Spirit's asking me. Will you still obey me? When you thought it would be this timeline, but it's actually that timeline, will you still always want to obey me? Will you still always have a love that never changes? And church, that is what I'm praying for you obedience and love not to your pastor or this church to the Lord to him so David praised this and then it says in First Chronicles 29 20 David said to the whole assembly notice who he says it to not some of the assembly not most of the assembly to the whole assembly why? Because I need you and you need me. So deal with it. He said, he said, everybody there, guys, I got to tell you the whole thing. And this is what he says. Give praise to the Lord, your God. And so the entire assembly praised the Lord. God, that's what we're doing today. Today is a praise party. I mean, you may think, are they brewing espresso or is it coffee? It's just coffee, but I am just this excited. It is a praise party in here. Because we've gathered as an entire assembly to give God our best yes and to praise his name. And it's going to take the whole assembly. Because the words of Paul as it relates to a church are this He says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Do you know what makes a church collective so unique? that we're not all the same. And so I'm gonna offend you and you're gonna offend me. And yet we have to work together to accomplish the common mission, which is save lost people. That's it. My personal preferences aside, your personal preferences aside, there are lost people at stake. There are eternities at stake. And... and <laughs> And we're going to get caught up in like, well, it's a little too cold. It's a little too hot. The music's a little too loud. It's a little too quiet. It's too dark. It's too light. I like that seat. I don't like that row. I want to park. Come on, guys. (laughs) While lost people are going to hell, that's what we're doing. Not, Not on our watch. Come on. Lost people. Lost people. We are here as a shadow for lost people. How strange a body would be, Paul writes, I love this. Look at this. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. <laughs> Did you imagine if today we came in here? There goes Miguel, he a foot. Here comes a walking head. What up, Petey? Oh, the hand just arrived. It's Josh. Oh, look, there was Joe. We, we, we needed that toe. I'm glad you're here, man. We're trying to put together... No, no, it'll be weird. It'll work for Halloween. It's a great idea for a costume. <laughs> but that will be weird. So get this. You need the person sitting next to you because they have a gift that you don't have. Right. You need to commit today in faith because your commitment paired with their commitment is what's gonna make this thing become a reality. This is not just one person. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, okay, well, I don't have enough money. Well, let the people who have enough money do it. No, no, no. This isn't about money. This isn't about amount. This is about the people of God not acting like we're one part or many parts that make up a body. He says the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can say to the feet, I don't need you. So who are we church to look at someone and say, I don't need you. You don't need me. I don't know, no, no. Don't miss this. He ends it here. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of of it. That's why. Are you seeing it now? That's why the goal is hundred percent participation. It's not about money. It's about the body. It's about what God's calling this church to do. 44 years ago, when that land was first purchased, because those people said yes to God, I got to think that they stepped out in faith to do that, man. Who knows what their their church was like? And they had a vision moment to say there's an opportunity to buy some property. And they said yes. And now 44 years later, we have an opportunity to say yes. Say, okay, we'll be the collective that says yes to getting this part started. Maybe another is gonna come and actually complete it. We don't know, but what we know right now is this is the yes that is before us. So I'm gonna say yes. And I'm gonna say Yes for lost people, for people like Dan. Dan's story has been changed because Blaze Church exists in this community. God changed Dan, but in his grace, he used this local church's expression and presence to do it. And there are so many more people like Dan who are in this community. They're your friends, your family member, your children who need to have their stories changed and we have to exist here to bring Jesus here. Let me share with you Dan's story. Take a look at the screen.
1: Hey, I'm Daniel Fennessy. Um, I've been coming to Blaze Church since 2022. Um, I guess it's been a little over a year now, but pretty much a year regularly. I had a bad connotation of church. Uh, I, d- I was raised Catholic. I was always kind of the person that you have to prove it to me. I was very scientific. I considered myself an atheist. Um, and I just... D- and I think it was because of the church that I went to just turned me off to religion. It wasn't friendly, it wasn't welcoming. It was very monotone. And I didn't understand the sermons and they weren't explained to me and broken down into regular language. Well, I thought I controlled everything and I had to control everything. And, uh, and it, it wasn't working for me. Um, I was suffering from many addictions, be it some drugs, and alcohol, food, I was searching for something, and I was trying to find it in these addictions, and, and, and I tried to stop many times, and I was successful for brief periods of time, but never able to completely give, give these things up and um, find something that would make me I have to fill that hole inside of me. I had a hole that I was trying to fill, but all these things, they weren't working, and I, I just couldn't do it. I tried and tried so many times, and was I not able to really put it down and feel like I put it down for good until I joined Police Church. Well, like my daughter had been asking me to come weekly, I oh, wanted to just come one time, and I kept saying no, no, no. And to be honest, I had a a bad vision of what Christians were. I mean, from the moment I walked down that walkway before the front door, and people were saying hi to me, and, and everybody was saying hi to Maddie, like she was, a, you know, so everybody knew her. I felt welcomed immediately. I walked in, and it was like I just remember hustle and bustle, and there's so many people there. And uh, she guided me to my seat. And once the band started playing, I was hooked. I, I just thought the production, the music, I was like, wow, this is so fun and, and light and wow, they're worshiping, like, and it's and it's fun. Just give it one year. One year out of your life, just give it one year. If you don't like it, don't come back. And I said, I could do that. Um, and I've done it, and uh, I'm happy. Well, like I said, Blaze Church has helped our family become closer together because I could never believe that me, my wife, and my daughter would be going to church together ever in my life. If you told me that before I started coming here, I just never would have believed it. It's it's created a a strong family bond between us. Um, I feel like I'm a better person, um, all the way around, to my family as a husband, as a father, um, as a boss, as a friend. Um, I'm not. I feel I, I feel clean and sober. Um, I don't have things muddling up in my mind. I still have a long way to go. I still have issues that I'm working through, but um, I feel like I'm on the right path. You know, I feel like I'm on the path to the person that I'm supposed to be. God saved you by his grace when he believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ. So, we can do the good things he planned for us long ago.
0: Come on, I mean, for King Jesus, can we clap for him? Our best praise. Our best praise. So, you're here today, and you might not know Christ yet. We've been praying for you, and we've been waiting for you, and he's been waiting for you. So, in this moment, I want to ask you if you want to know Jesus. As your Lord and Savior, and you want your sins forgiven, and you want to be made new, we are going to pray as a church in just a minute. And the power is not in the prayer, the power is in the person. His name is Jesus. And as a sign of surrender, we say, Bow your head, and if you want to know Christ, you raise your hand to our King. So would you bow your head right now? And if you're saying you want to be saved today, go ahead and raise your hand. Don't hesitate, don't wait. Say, Jesus, I want to be saved. And we're going to pray as a church together. Would you say this with me? Say, Heavenly Father. I believe that Jesus died and rose again so I could be forgiven. Thank you for new life. Today, I give you mine. Thank you for making me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Blaze Church, celebrate with the angels right now. Scripture says all of heaven throws a party when one person gives their life to him. So listen, there's something you gotta do now. You're good, you're good, no one heard it. (laughs) You made that decision for Jesus. There's a blue card in the chair back in front of you. I want you to fill it out. There's a spot that says, I wanna follow him. Do not hesitate. And when you leave, give that to someone in the back. We wanna give you a Bible today. We wanna give you that what's next resource. And we we wanna walk with you towards water baptism to know God. Today is Commitment Sunday, And you have in some of the chairs a commitment card. We'll have it on the screen here. If you don't have a card with you and you want one, our welcome team is gonna be walking around. So just raise your hand real quick. They'll come over to you. Wanna make sure that everyone has one if you'd like one. And before you write out, before you fill this out, I wanna walk you through what it is. And so right at the top, there is a statement. It says, I or we, and please, if... You're married, you're doing this with your spouse. Don't surprise them. You should have been talking about this. Like, I didn't know we were doing that. (laughs) Like, that's on you, bro. I or we commit, now watch this, to give to the Lord. You're not committing to Blaze Church. You're not committing to Landmark. You're not committing to me. Your commitment is to the Lord. Scripture calls this a vow that we're gonna stand before the Lord now and say, God, I commit in faith, okay? Because again, we're not everlasting to everlasting. He is, he sees it. So we in faith as shadows say, I'm gonna trust you now, God. It's a faith commitment. I'm gonna give through the landmark vision. So this giving is, is an offering. So we met with our kids on Friday. I sound like we had to ship them in to meet with them. We met with our kids. We brought them in, sat them down. We we sat around the table with our kids. Our kids are nine and seven, just for context. And and we've been following uh, Financial Peace University ten ten eighty for so long with them too. Financial Peace University Junior, your first ten goes to the Lord. We call that a tithe. Your next ten you save and you live on the rest. You live on eighty. And we sat with them and said, "Listen, you know how we do ten ten eighty. Well, we've been praying as a family and asking God, what's the percent of our income you want us to give as an offering?" Explain to them that's coming out of the eighty. So now we're gonna we're not gonna live on eighty anymore for three years. We're gonna trust God to live on less than that. So that's what this is. So I want you to understand. In addition to our regular giving, don't hit pause on your regular giving now, because we want to continue to exist as a co- collective in this community. That's got to happen. That's our tie. That's our regular giving. Above and beyond is an offering. So that's that's the commitment. And it says my or our three year commitment total. So right there, you're gonna write the total amount. In this example, 15,500. You don't have to write yet. We're gonna have time for that. So you're gonna write the total and you shouldn't be thinking of it now. That's why the journey was happening. That's why you're not pressured into an amount today. That would be under compulsion. i seeking God. And then the next section is how you're gonna give. There's a plan to give. So this is, okay, I'm gonna do this either weekly, monthly, annually, or in some other way. So let me walk through it. 15,500. That might mean for 156 weeks, starting next week. We're gonna talk about that. $99 weekly. Or you might say, I wanna do it monthly, maybe the first of the month or whatever it is, $431 monthly. You're gonna write that line in and circle that. Annually, okay, I'm just gonna do it three times during these three years. One, one time a year, $5,167. Or there's another way you're gonna do it. You might just do it all in one lump. Use $15,500. You might write on there that you're gonna you know, do 10,000 out of it and then take the 5,000 and break it out over some weeks or months. It's just how you're gonna give. The next section is the description of an other gift. So this might be for some that you have something, you're saying there's cars I have or stocks or bonds or some collection of goods, or in this example, a parcel of land that I I think the value is around 50,000. I'm just gonna write that there and then you're gonna talk to our financial team about that. We partner with an organization called Overflow. They'll work with you on that. And then on the last part is the contact details, okay? And hear me, there's two things. So look up here, two things about contact details. One, write your details, not your friend's details. That is a mean trick to play because they will get a letter in the mail on Wednesday be like, what in the world? I wasn't, I don't even go to this church. That would be funny though. I mean, we should try. With, try. So write your name, your details. And then the second thing is this, please write legibly. And if you don't know how to do that, like I don't know how to do that, hand it to your spouse or to a friend. This is a good time to look at someone and say, I need you. <laughs> right now, or they're gonna think I put a much higher amount because I don't know how to put the decimal in. So write legibly, okay? I wanna finish here, that last statement, there's an intention. This intention says, this is a statement of intent and may be altered as circumstances warrant. I want you to hear that and have that freedom. Again, we're not everlasting to everlasting, he is. He knows what your next year, two, three years will look like, he knows it. And he's, he's there, you're stepping out in faith. So things might shift. You might, you might get a raise. You might, you might get a promotion. We wanna revisit this and say, okay, wait, wait, wait. that was intention, but now it's different. So here's what we're gonna do, okay? I'm gonna pray, and our team's gonna start to sing, and then you're gonna start to write and fill out your card. So as they're singing, you're gonna fill that out. And then when you're done filling it out, you're gonna put it in the envelope. You don't have to lick the envelope, please. Save, save yourself from that taste. That's disgusting. You're gonna put it in the envelope, why? Because this is a private act of worship. And then you're gonna come forward and put it in that basket. And then the other basket has these cool landmark leader bracelets. So I want you to take one of those because that's who you are now. You're a leader because leaders see the vision, own the vision and help others see it. So it needs to be a leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So now you're influencing the direction of people's eternities by being a part of this thing. So I want you to take that. And then you're gonna go back to your seat and you're gonna sit and you're gonna pray. If you're with your spouse, you'll pray together. You're just gonna pray, just a prayer of thanks. Thank you, God, that you put this in our hands and we gave it back to you. And then you're gonna stand and sing with our team as we declare, man, we are so available to you, God. And then Amy will come, we'll pray, and we're gonna leave this place praising our God, okay? So I'm gonna pray. You're gonna write, you're gonna give. You're gonna pray. You're gonna stand and sing, and then we're all gonna pray. So bow your heads now. Father, we thank you for this holy opportunity. We thank you that you have the best plan. You stand outside of time. So you knew this day was coming. You knew this moment was coming and we are now in faith, trusting you. God, we thank you that everything, wealth, honor, might, power comes from you. And so we take a moment to put back in your hands what you gave to us in faith over the next three years above and beyond our regular giving to say, this is what I will commit to give so that a vision becomes a reality, so that lost people come to know you, so that saved people are pastored and discipled. In Jesus' name, amen.